Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Totally Local, a podcast all about the lovely local Jersey Shore and all its wonderful entrepreneurs and characters and people. Um, I love this area. Um, I moved away. I was just telling Ming how I moved away to New Mexico for 10 years and I came back and you know, I guess I just like to talk and I'm social, so I meet a lot of interesting people. I work with interesting people and I just thought this would be a really good platform to kind of dig into, I don't know, the local area. And today we will be talking with Diana Marie. Um, she is a, I mean, she just gets it done. She does restaurant consulting. Um, she does wedding consulting events. And I met Diana through, uh, I did a wedding. Well, I, I did a wedding. I got married <laughs> at uh, the complex um, in Asbury Park. And coincidentally, my now wife knew you through the yoga community. Yes. And uh, it just so happened to, we, we had like a super low budget and they never did a wedding there. No. And no. coincidentally, they hired you to go in and just improve, you know, the the business was good and you just kind of went into, they were new and it was growing really fast. Yeah, they went from Little Bond Street that everyone knows in Asbury Park to this massive two restaurants and a basement bar. Yeah. So. so when we went in there, we, you know, we wanted to get, uh, obviously wanted to get married there and you just happened to be working there as a consultant and they just had you stay on to help us with our wedding. And from working with you, 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 you just went, you just get stuff done. Yeah. But you're also a very easy bride and groom. That's couple. true. That's true. We kind of just basically, I don't know. You I just think... said, here you go, Diana. Have fun. <laughs> so, um, what was it like, you know, when when you came in there, when you started working uh, at the complex and working with everybody in there? I mean, what is your what is your normal way to start working with a business like that? Do you just kind of sneak in with like a little mustache and like a hat on, all like incognito, and take notes, or you know, what was the process like at that specific? If I'm going to get hired, most likely the staff knows that I'm coming in, uh -huh. so I can't sneak in anymore. Right. <laughs> um, before I get hired, and if it's a place that I want to work, yes, mm -hmm. I will do take notes. no hat, no mustache, <laughs> but yes, I will take notes and I'll go in and be like a secret shopper. Uh -huh. uh, when I go in, I basically just watch. The uh -huh. first two weeks are all about observation. You want to see how everyone works together, um, how the managers are, what processes or things that they have in place mm -hmm. and it's all really just about watching i don't really get very hands-on until after two weeks mm -hmm. um after those two weeks i always have a sit down with either the general manager or the owner whoever ended up hiring me mm -hmm. and then we go over things and we develop a plan and what we can do to improve from there and i mean you got your start you you were interested in events and restaurants and just the whole at a very young age yeah you you snuck into the business at mm -hmm. you were 14 I think I discovered the other day I might have been 12. And no I worked way. for a caterer. And you? I had braces. I wasn't allowed to smile. <laughs> and if anyone asked me how old I was, I had to say I was, I think, 16. I don't, Whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even remember. I haven't, you know. Yeah. Um, it was like very... Uh, so what, what do you think, like, at, at that age, up until now, it's just... I, this is what I find interesting, is when I was in kindergarten and people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they'd make us draw on a big piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I never knew, and I never knew what I wanted to do. 
which is basically I just like to talk. So I'm glad I'm doing this podcast now because, you know, I'm just talking. <laughs> um, but, like, I never knew what I wanted to do. And I always found it interesting that some people are just, like, they wake up and they're just like, this is what I want to do. I just wanted to be in charge. <laughs> Let me just say that. That's really what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. And then I just fell in love with the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. Um I really enjoy watching things come from nothing into something, Mm -hmm. and I love the feeling when, like, a restaurant opens, being like, I just spent 60 hours, more than 60 hours a week, like, my whole past year of my life focusing on this, and then it comes in, and then the guests are happy, the staff's making money, like, you improve people's lives, Mm -hmm. it's... um, it just I I started to realize all of that at a young age, so then I started directing so, my life that way. I mean, way. that's so cool, and that's kind of why I started working with you too. Is I love working with passionate people or motivated people, and after you know you helping us tremendously, just organize everything with the wedding. Um, I was just like, she, she's like a boss. She just you just came in, and it wasn't like. You're, you're not you're not mean about it and you're not like trying to put anyone down you're it's very direct you're just very direct mm-hmm. and it was like people are like when you <laughs> when you had us when you had us in- introduce ourselves to the staff and everybody you had everyone's attention and they were like you know listening to you because I got the feeling that they knew that you knew what you were talking about mm-hmm. and I was just like wow like that's that's crazy like I, you know, I've used to DJ if, you know, if the chance arises, maybe I'll do it again. I love to put events together, but the idea of coming up with the creative side of making a flyer and then having, you know, having the uh, the end result be like, that would be great to have that. All the stuff in between, though, it really freaks me out. And it seems like that it doesn't freak you out. No, I don't. It does not even a thought. You just just, go through, you know, I just do it. You just do it. (laughs) And in the process of doing it since since that young age, it's you haven't really drifted. You 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 worked (laughs) you worked as an electrician at one point. Yes, I did. You you, hello, father. (laughs) So but but besides that, like after you mastered the, you know, electrical game, you you came back into doing this. You've you kind of just always done this. Yeah. Anyone who works in restaurants, they know how hard the work is. They also know it's a good skill set. I mean, I bartended when I was in Greece because I needed money when I was backpacking. Uh I mean, you could take those skills and do it anywhere. Yeah. Um, So it's just always good if you're like in between careers or you don't really know what you want to do it's good quick easy money used to be all cash i think restaurants are getting away from that now and giving uh-huh. full paychecks to people uh-huh. but um it was quick and easy and mm-hmm. i liked it and you could just pick it up kind of anywhere, anywhere and just do it yeah you just have to learn the places systems you have to so. learn the systems and you also have to be you have to be good at it. It's, it's, you know, I go to local restaurants and stuff, and I'm, I'm not the type of person to really complain as much. But if I go to a bar mm-hmm. and I don't have somebody, you know, I understand if it's busy, but if that bartender doesn't acknowledge the fact that I walk through the door and I'm sitting at the bar. I turn around and leave. You know, like, it, it's really frustrating. And there, there's skills that, you know, mad respect, mad props to, you know, everybody in the hospitality industry because when you're good at it, you're kind of like it's like that favorite band that you like to go see. Like, like I have I have my favorite bartenders. Epic shouts to Taka. Uh, epic shouts to Todd over at Taka. He is like I followed I him. Todd. Yeah, Todd. I followed him from where he was before, and when he left that bar and went to Taka, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to Taka too because he's good at it. But that's what 
restaurants, managers, owners need to realize about their staff and bartending staff. Mm -hmm. Being a manager of restaurants myself, people will follow me just to talk to me. They Mm -hmm. want to know what's going on in my life. Like, people need to realize that in that industry, it's you're not just selling food and drinks, you're selling personalities and yourself. And yeah. you really, it's like a show. Mm-hmm. I call it a dance. <laughs> when you watch a restaurant that's super busy and mm-hmm. the servers are helping each other, if someone drops a fork, there's someone behind them to pick it up, it turns into this flow and a dance and it is the best thing for me to watch. I, don't, I love that feeling <laughs> so much. I don't know if it was, I don't know if I did it as much before I met you, but now you I start attention. to, yeah, I start to watch stuff. And I get a little, I get a little irritated sometimes when when you see things not in that dance when people aren't flowing, and when you're working with a restaurant and you have mm-hmm. to deal with this wait staff, I mean, do you find do you find that people are intimidated by it? like are the wait when you come in and like hey we're gonna fix this and make this business more money you got to listen to Diana now because she's gonna come in and tell you what to do does the wait staff get all like uppity they, it depends. Um... It depends on the support that I have there. If I go into a place and even the managers fear me, it's not good because Mm -hmm. um, they all start talking. They'll start coming up with basically lies and stories of what they think is going to happen that nothing's even happened yet. Mm -hmm. So a lot of resistance is normally in two months. It takes me two months Mm -hmm. to break through all of that resistance sometimes. Um, Everyone's fearful of their job. I'm Mm -hmm. not there to hurt anyone or make anyone get fired. People only fire themselves. Um, <laughs> Is that what you tell them when you walk in? You're like, you're only going to be firing yourself if you don't listen to me. Kind, I, no. <laughs> Not like that. Okay. All right, but good. kind of, yes, mm-hmm. because you have to motivate people by money. Mm-hmm. In the hospitality industry, especially in the restaurant industry, you they, they want more money. Yeah. So if I can help them be better at their job and if I have developed sisters systems over time mm-hmm. that will work for them, mm-hmm. then they should just listen to me. Yeah. And if you don't, you're not going to make more money. So that's not my problem. Yeah, and I mean like, the the proof is in the pudding. You've you've worked with you've worked with restaurants especially in this, you know, local area. Um, and you've you've you know from what we've discussed, you've saved them like thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on, on a monthly basis. That I, I would imagine that a lot of restaurants out there, you know, there's that old saying, or or what, I don't know how true it is, but like most most new restaurants like fail within the first year mm-hmm. or whatever. And sixty percent of them. That's yeah. that's like crazy. And to go into go into a go into a situation like that, be putting all your money into it for you know you're you're passionate about it, you want to make money. And not have these certain systems in place that are going to make this money for you, and then on a on a monthly basis to not be like keeping track of that. I mean, that's kind of that's scary. Like, do you do you find that a lot of restaurant owners they're not chefs? They they go into the business like what motivates people to open up a restaurant when they don't know the restaurants that seem to do well are ones that people have been working in them um i love the grand tavern mm-hmm. shout outs yeah grand tavern i mean you want good service you want good food interesting things menu constantly changing great mm-hmm. atmosphere like they just nail it for me it's the most comfortable place for me to sit at a bar wow. because i don't go into work mode everything around me is always perfect uh-huh. so my brain gets to relax that's cool yeah um so uh they that was a chef mm-hmm. who opened his own restaurant the general manager, his partner, like they know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So the restaurants 
again, we're, I'm just getting into this, but mm-hmm. that seemed to be more on the failing edge are people with just money. Who's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have this money. I want to invest in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I love this guy's food. Let's make him the chef. This general manager has a great resume, which we all know people BS their way through resumes sometimes. Yeah. No, I they did. hire them, and then they BS their way through the job. They hide that, like, mm-hmm. the owners don't realize that this money is getting hidden. Like, it goes, there's different levels mm-hmm. that I've discovered as I start getting into these places. So, so kind of like what we were talking about before with the wait staff, um, it, it, it's, you know, as far as wait staff not not making or, or losing money through the wait staff, it's just basically through them not giving good service. Um, and then you've talked about, too, where people don't realize that if the wait staff is, like, not doing it maliciously, maybe they're doing it thoughtlessly, where they're throwing stuff away, throwing away cloth napkins. Oh, yeah. Forks, you know. knives, spoons. It's insane. They make garbage cans that have magnet things on them. Oh. So if you're going to throw them away, they, uh-huh. like... See? And that's why Diana knows what she's doing, because she knows about the magnet trash cans, you know? And those wobble wedges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't even get me started with the wobble wedges. We'll get into that in a little bit. But... You know, th- these are these are things that uh, I-, I don't think maybe maybe restaurants don't even consider the fact that you know we had <laughs> we had two thousand forks at the beginning of the week. We got two left. Like what what's going well, on? I mean, th- you also have to price things based on waste and all of those little things you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's some points, and I've worked with executive chefs where we keep track of every little thing that gets thrown away, like mm-hmm. to be put on scales before he tosses the meat chunks in because you order however many pounds of fresh seafood. Mm-hmm. They have to come in. You have to clean it. You can't use it all. So yeah. like we just kept track of it wow. for months to figure out, okay, this is how much we're losing on this. And it has to start getting incorporated into the cost of food. Yeah, you have to start looking at what you're yeah. getting in and making sure that you're, you know, you've, you've, you've mentioned this before where, you know, people order, you know, cases and cases of beer and then you get the order in and and if you don't check what you got in oh, yeah. people take a everyone takes advantage of everyone in this world i'm uh-huh. sorry to say that it's cold it's a cold world out there people but it happens so liquor reps liquor companies delivery drivers um, yeah you don't know who it's going to be yeah, you, but you have to keep track of you it you have to check in every little thing it uh-huh. could be like you said hundreds of cases of things and uh-huh. you have to sit there and go like through everything. I opened a restaurant. I had to open every single box, every single chair, look at every single table because the minute they leave, mm-hmm. I can't go back and be like, this is scratched. Yeah. This was broken. Mm-hmm. You missed this. Like it has to all get done there and I will make those drivers stand there until it's done. <laughs> and that's kind of what I noticed too at, at our wedding. You know, the thing that I noticed first and foremost is that we had no, no want for anything. It was just all done. And it was so efficient. Like, it was just all like, oh, that's all set. Oh, that's all good. We didn't have to worry about any of that. And I think that's kind of where you came in is you're looking at these details that, you know, maybe some people aren't going to think of. I know that I, you know, I I wouldn't (laughs) – I don't have the the, – I don't – the proclivity or the type of personality maybe to open a restaurant because I would just be – cowering in fear in my office locking the door because there'd be so much going on and that's obviously not somebody that should open a restaurant that's why i will never have a restaurant sad to say um but you're you're checking all these details because all these little things you know aren't necessarily little things they're going to add up to all you know bigger and bigger stuff um do you find that 
when you got out of school, you you did you you moved up to Manhattan? You lived in New I York? I lived in Hoboken. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you worked in in New York. In Manhattan, yes. For for an event it was an event planning business. It was a catering and special event planning company. So the it was based in Soho, huge building, mm-hmm. basement level, or they had an organic farm in upstate New York. They had a full kitchen. So it was cool because we got to meet the clients upstairs, do the whole thing, and then walk downstairs and talk to the executive chefs and create the menus all right there. It wasn't it was similar to if I do it at a restaurant yeah. and did it for your wedding, but it was a lot of experience. In yeah, a short and it's, of time. it's it's New York. It's a little faster paced. And do, do you find that work? <laughs> do you feel that you, you know, as far as that experience goes, do you, do you think that that led to a lot of the little details, p- paying attention to that stuff? Obviously, you've been doing that since you were twelve. But working in that fast paced environment, in the scale that I worked on, uh-huh. yes. Because um, as I've mentioned, I've planned like nine million dollar events with thousands of people so when they get that big mm-hmm. and you're in charge of them mm-hmm. the level of de- i mean i was 23 man 24. Uh, I was... so the level of detail and the people like you have to know how to command a room mm-hmm. and it was just a lot and i learned a lot and it made me be like wow i can do this like this is what I want. This is really, like, I'm happy I chose this. This is what I want to focus that's, on and what I want to do. That's great. I mean, and then going from, was it at a certain point, you know, you just kind of missed this area? You didn't want to be in New York? Or what kind of drew you back to Asbury Park? I, or? I love it here. I mean, just like you. It's, yeah. I don't know what it is. I grew up here. I went to school in Baltimore. Everyone hates on Jersey. It, We're they from do. Jersey. We have the biggest Jersey pride. I mean, <laughs> we really do. I think out of every state, um, I just love it. I, I, I'm an outdoors girl. I love the beach. I love. I grew up going to Seventh Ave in Belmar every day. <laughs> so it just it's great. And then Asbury, I moved there um, for the first time. I guess like ten, almost ten years ago. Uh-huh. Um, so to be able to watch the city change and to be part of it. Yeah. Um, it grew so in those yeah. 10 years. It's crazy. I'm proud of it. I'm proud to be part of it. Um, I'm proud to know everyone that's there. Yeah. It's uh, a part of that too. It's funny because you have the people that were OG Asbury park residents, you know, they were, you know, I have friends that live down there that were dealing with, you know, their house is getting shot and mm-hmm. like it not being what it is. People don't realize that, you know, that it's, it's changed so tremendously just 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny because I see people, you know, pe- people like to people, I mean, people like to complain. What can you say? But it's interesting to have some people be like, oh, like how it was, what it was, when it was, whatever, mm-hmm. and not realize that it's 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 great to have all these restaurants opening, all these different businesses opening in Asbury Park because it's bringing in jobs, it's bringing in money to a place that really didn't, you know, 10 years ago, <laughs> 10, 12 years ago, there was like a porn theater like right in the middle of... Which would still be awesome to have. <laughs> it, as long as it is a little more upscale, you know, it's... it's uh, you know, it, it was it was a little run down last time I saw it, but um, you know it's it's changed so much, and it's cool to know that there's people like you that are they're not you're not just coming in randomly swooping in like you're part of this area you love it and you can see that have that pride in the fact that you worked with these businesses to improve them and make them stand out and then kind of stand back and look at it and be like I helped that you know I helped make that you know work mm-hmm. basically it's just providing jobs, mm-hmm. livelihoods, people can take care of their families. 
I've ran into bussers that have furthered their career from when I hired them. Uh-huh. However, many years ago, yeah. and thanked me for being like, "Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I've done this, and I've done this, and now I got married and have a kid." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> do you so. do you pull people like if if there's a, a a waitress, a waiter, a bus, or whatever? Do you pull them aside and be like, "Dude, tuck your shirt in, bro," or like, yeah. do you like give you them those? Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you pull them aside and like I can't imagine there's a certain ca- like a uh, personality that if you did that. I guess I guess that there's a certain personality where if you did that and they got mad, they shouldn't even be a waiter in the first place. No, I think um, I know that I'm difficult. I I um, expect perfection mm-hmm. from what I'm told. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have to say from what I'm told because it just comes naturally to me. Uh-huh. So um, I know that I've heard from my staff and a lot of them and I were friends Mm -hmm. throughout the years that they know that I'm difficult. They know exactly what I expect. Mm -hmm. So they would just say, if we do exactly what you expect, we knew you were going to leave us alone. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's great. It's like kids. Like you, you have to please your parents. Like we'll do everything just to please you. And then you let us work. So Uh that's kind of what it evolved into, but you just have to get to know my personality. Like I'm direct with it. Tuck in your shirt, you look like a mess. Uh-huh. Like I just say it as I'm walking by doing 8 million other things mm-hmm. because that's the least of my worries and you should know your shirt should be tucked in. Do you um, do you find that there's a lot of, like, because obviously you're involved in the area, do do a lot of restaurants open up and have a consultant or do, do a lot of restaurants open up thinking that they can just do it like when do they contact you is it when i can't imagine it's when they're doing the best it's got to be when they need help when they need help yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it could be from when they're opening to the place i was just at it's been there for 20 years Mm -hmm. and they were like we've needed help this long i've prolonged it this long Uh let's get somebody in here um it's i don't think anyone would ever contact me unless they had a problem unless they were like "Uh uh-oh i thought they knew what they were doing and now they don't kind uh-huh. of thing so so um and it's nothing against the people that work there what mm-hmm. it is sometimes the scale is just too big yeah and you have to have someone that comes in that just has a system uh-huh. that's all that it is and you've yeah because you've worked with people um you know at, at the complex you came in you worked with the people that were there those people are still there working mm-hmm. you just kind of came in and just gave them a pep talk coached them organized it put everything in line yeah. and it wasn't like you were in there to, you know, it's not like the beginning of Roadhouse where, you know, Patrick Swayze just walks in and he just fires everybody, you know? You go in there and you work with them. That's yeah. my, my goal is to work with everyone, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And every, like, if you're going to be in this industry and if you're going to decide, yes, I want to be a general manager, yes, I want to be a restaurant manager, it's your life. Yeah. So you there's a passion behind it mm-hmm. and if you don't if you aren't passionate about it you're not going to be good at your job you shouldn't be doing it do you so. do you find too since we're in this jersey show i wish there was a different word because jersey shore just reminds me of the mtv show and i wish we could just take mm. it back mm. yeah exactly mm. um but like do you find that there is in this jersey shore area it's seasonal right like are all restaurants in this area seasonal because it's a shore beachy kind of thing going I think on? with Asbury Park it's starting to change over mm-hmm. I think we'll uh, see in the next few years that it won't be as seasonal because of the perm- like all the permanent residents that are there now mm-hmm. all of the expensive high rises that they're going to put in I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to get people from all over the place um Yes, seasonal, but you have to develop ways to get through the winter seasons. How do you? Because the what happens is the staff. A lot of you always want to hire seasonal staff. So if I'm going to interview you and it's 
January, February, March, April-ish time. Uh-huh. And you know, like, I want to make sure, I just want to let you know, this is a seasonal position. In September, I may have to let you go. Like, mm-hmm. you should say that to staff mm-hmm. because you don't want them to expect, oh, in October when everything plummets, yeah. I'm still going to have a job. So, so like, you have your main staff and then you just do seasonal, which is what I'm sure people are going to start gearing up pretty soon in Asbury when, for that because the pool is so... Yeah, when do you... When, if, if, if I wanted to be, you know, if I want to rock my waiter game and, and going into the summer, when and how should I put my resume together and when sh- should I start dropping it off now for the mm-hmm. summer? I would. I was, I mean, I had a, a wedding meeting yesterday and mm-hmm. I was overhearing the managers talking about the resumes they've gotten, what their skill sets were, where they could use them. Is it smart to bring them in now to start training them? Mm-hmm. And then eventually they'll fill this void. So it's really right after the holidays because wow. the manage you have to plan yeah so i mean that's that's good i mean that's good to know for like you know college ki- i mean especially college kids that's what i would do i'd come home for the summer and i'd have to i'd have to get a job you know going you know shout outs to molly pitcher in i was a i was a bellboy i had a little bow tie i was good at my job too i mean Did i you carried wear one of those hats no they everyone asked me that was a, there was a vest but no no hat i had a nice green vest i mean I, I like the hotel side of hospitality mm-hmm. because, you know, it's more talking and I don't have to carry food that's going to f- fall potentially out of my hands. Um, but, you know, I, I would be ready. I, I would I would be consistent. You know, every year when I came back, I would contact them at a certain point. You know, I'd, I'd put the beer bong down and be like, all right, I got to I got to call Molly Pitcher and see if see if I could still work there. But it's interesting to know. I mean, we're in January. And you, it's it's competitive, so I guess it makes sense to be there as early as possible to mm-hmm. get to get it going. And if you're not in college and you're looking for the position, you have to beat the college kids. You mm-hmm. have to get there before May, before they get there and flood. And I would say by the time May comes, it's just the last. Yeah. And uh, I would also say for the most part, they'll overstaff mm-hmm. because they need to weed out the bad yeah, ones. Yeah, definitely. So if you're looking for summer work, know <laughs> that you're one of many and you'll probably get hired and you need to perform properly. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say to... If a restaurant knows the summer gets in here, we're going to make a boatload of money. But what what would you recommend to restaurants in this area in the off season? Like, what can they do, or what do you suggest that, that restaurants do to you know make it you know make it a little less of a not good season? You have to reimagine your space. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends said that that. It's like I helped her do that. So you have to reimagine it. If you never wanted to do a game night, Mm -hmm. maybe doing that because it's the crowd. You have to think of the people that come to your restaurant, what they would like to do. Mm -hmm. That um, sip and paint thing is huge now, Mm -hmm. which I was told about years ago when I laughed at. So (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry, restaurants. (laughs) Uh, just you have to reimagine it. You really have to focus on who your customer base is, what your clientele is, and then what you can do to get people in. Mm-hmm. Um, doing price fix menus always helps, mm-hmm. uh, especially with locals. In the summertime, some t- locals don't even really go out. I know a lot of people will avoid Asbury Park because of how crowded it gets. Hell so yeah. you want to take care of your locals in the winter because they're the ones who are giving you money, yeah. or giving you the business. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's cool. You, uh, 
You really just have to reimagine your space. I can't really give you specifics. Yeah, no. I mean, if, like, if you want space, any specifics, but... contact uh, Diana by dianamarie.com. Um, what was your Instagram again? HBIC Diana Marie. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, could we could we talk about like weddings just for a little bit? Sure. I mean, you know, I you know. I, I mean, I just had that meeting yesterday, uh-huh. so we could talk about that. Yeah, you showed me those pictures. They were beautiful. Yes. A shout out to AP Greenery. Yes. Yeah. What's up, Zach? How's it going? Yeah. Um, how how did that how did the meeting go yesterday? Is, was it did did you do you find that you have to focus on the couple or do you find that it's more about the bride or I, I know me and Lauren were a bad example because we were like we trust you just do it and you're <laughs> you like guys you have were to awesome. it's like you have to make a decision guys we're like yeah like no <laughs> like, which one it's like okay cool just just do it like you were you were it was kind of the like opposite. almost word for word what you guys <laughs> would do to me this place is great it's like no we haven't done anything in here yet we're gonna put yeah okay cool um, but it looked great I I loved it you know I know Lauren loved it so like when you're dealing with I guess we were not the typical you know, bride and groom, but is it something where you have to focus on the bride? Uh, for the most part, yes. Um, I haven't worked with a groom yet who's like gung ho, all in. Mm-hmm. They will always give their two cents, and mm-hmm. like um, if they had to cave to something that their soon to be wife wanted, then they'll like put their foot down uh-huh. on something that they want. So, do you that's find, always fun for me. Do but. you find the in laws like, the, do they play a part? Do you let them play a part, or you just karate chop them out of the room and just deal with the bride and groom? I her not to let the in-laws play a part <laughs> but they will always play a part uh-huh. um it i liked a a lot of weddings a lot of people um it turns political uh-huh. it turns into let me please my parents i'm more of a what do you want i want to make your dream day come true let's avoid everyone else and mm-hmm. then i'll have meetings with them and then you can bring me the other people and i'll listen to their opinions mm-hmm. and i'll try to incorporate it so everyone's happy but my main focus is the bride and groom and, and they have to start i mean everyone if any newly uh you know not newlyweds if anyone out there is thinking about getting married popping a question planning anything i mean you you have to start with the budget right mm-hmm. always and it's don't get easiest. crazy don't get crazy like, i like to pride myself on not asking for more money or needing it um i get like super happy when I find things within people's budgets mm-hmm. and give them their dream. You just did so. that. You were telling me yesterday that they had a budget and you 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 nailed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, like as, as I was you given more do. money and I was like I'm not going to use it. That's I can crazy. do it. Yeah. They, they must have been stoked. They'd be like, yeah. we get the money back, and it's like, yeah, yeah you can you can hold on to that. Um, is is it just through you know just just being creative, knowing, having a lot of contacts? You know, obviously, you know, Zach over at AP Greenery, so you guys kind of have a rapport and you could work together. Mm -hmm. He's also a great designer, too, so I bounce Mm -hmm. tons of ideas off of him. Uh, Yeah, he's great. That's great. So, like, uh, when you're going into a wedding, you you have the budget set up and then... Uh, what what's the next step? Does it come down to just the venue or where you want to? What's the next step after the budget? I have to get a feel for them and what they want. Mm-hmm. Like I, my uh, initial conversations will be like, tell me your dream mm-hmm. because, and then give me your budget. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just start figuring out how I can make all that work. And then I'll present um, venues and things. Like I've taken brides all over the place because they didn't mind where they were going mm-hmm. and they wanted more of like a rustic feel. So we ended up in New Hope at some places and like everywhere that fit within their budget. And then I'll take them to places that they think they want to get married 
but they don't realize that they need like a million dollars to do that. So, so they could see, okay, now let's take this idea <laughs> and let's scale it back down and figure out how we could do it somewhere else. Is that part of it too? Do you have to literally get in a car with the client yeah. with the, and drive them? Which is awesome because it's however long it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole conversation. Whether and it doesn't have to be anything about their wedding. It's about me getting to know their personalities. Is it the same kind of thing with restaurants where you could walk into a place and be like, you know, I know where the good stuff is and I could see where the trouble lies. Is that just part of reading people? Like if you're dealing with a bride and groom, has there been has there been times where you've like met with people and then slowly just backed out of the room, closed the door, got in your car and drove away because like you knew that it was going to be scary? Or is it something where you can actually handle any situation i think i could handle any situation i like to hear that that's that's like that's good to know i feel like you would be good in a zombie apocalypse i feel like you have a you have like a checklist or something for that already written out no i told myself i was gonna handcuff myself to my husband because i think he would be good at it and i was like i don't want you to leave me i could see you having like a plan you know having a clipboard the zombies are outside and you're like all right this is what we're gonna do guys a headpiece yeah (laughs) exactly that's that's i mean maybe i'm wrong but you know um as far as as the weddings too is there any like is there is there popular cheesy stuff now and and then popular or things that you think that should be popular or trends that are be things that you you've seen that are actually like hey people should be doing this like you know after after the reception like you know stuff like that I think that weddings are starting to get um, scaled back with mm-hmm. our generation and I think I'm hoping that with the younger generations it does as well mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of money to spend it's ridiculous. So, uh, I mean, we, we spent Your day some, was great. <laughs> everything went off without a hitch, but it's like, wow. It, it's, it's like a, a lot, lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of money. And you can... And the wedding that I'm planning now is minuscule mm-hmm. of what I had with you. So the way that I'm looking at it is you can still get these grand things that you want mm-hmm. for a very small price. You just have to not be so specific. Yes, I must have those roses there. Mm-hmm. Like that cost $8 a stem. Mm-hmm. Or you can get these that cost $3 a stem. Look similar and nobody's going to know the difference and they're going to die in 2 days. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> And you explain that to people and they're usually like 9 times out of 9 like okay, this is going to save us money. It looks yeah, the same. Yeah. And it just yeah, little things. Mm-hmm. Um trending stuff now is all that rustic. Um look uh-huh. industrial look i call it the asbury look yeah um ours was definitely an asbury look oh yeah then the wedding and you're i played on. with it and i got all the serving pieces mm-hmm. to match the place and now the complex has all that stuff and it's beautiful and anytime they do an event like that the next wedding this yeah. one you're working on is that is mm-hmm. going to be at the complex too we shout out again to the complex we were the first people to get married and when people go in there on a regular like Friday, they'll be like, "You guys got yeah, married with, here." Yeah, with like shoulder to shoulder drunk people. Yeah. <laughs> but when, you, when oh, it was, there you are. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, the uh, it it was like you you transform the space. We I think me and Lauren stepped in there and we're like, I could see this working, not knowing exactly what that means. Well, I had many walkthroughs with Lauren. I don't uh-huh. even know if you were there. I don't even know. If um, was there. Just going with over it with her again and again and again because she would say to me, "I know that you can see it. I just mm-hmm. want you to make me see it. Like keep going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there uh, is there any uh, anything that um, as far as like having the food trucks after or anything cool like that that you've 
you know, seen that that people, you know, could consider doing? Or? I've seen some pretty cool bars in, like, um, old vans, like old Volkswagen vans mm-hmm. and other random old cars that people have turned into, like, bars and food trucks. Like, those are just cool things that you could throw in after, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and how you find that stuff? Do you – there's, like, wedding conventions and stuff? Or do you just <laughs> – There's wedding shows everywhere. Uh-huh. Um, they're a good place to go, even if um, – the food trucks and all those they don't like to do weddings or don't prefer doing weddings they'll always be part of them mm-hmm. so they're always good to go to to get the information Hang on. and like you I like I can talk to anybody yeah. and so I just try to start making relationships quickly mm-hmm. so when I call them I'm like hey you remember me Diana do you find that you're tall, blonde. <laughs> like, that's what I... do you find that your rep your uh, reputation precedes you where you know you're working with these restaurants and you know the wait staff, like you were saying, you, you've met bussers that that you know progressed in their in their career, um, you know, and it's it's a relatively small area. It's 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 like, it, I mean, even how you know you were you were reintroduced to Lauren through Bond Street. It's like, oh, I know her through yoga, mm-hmm. you know, yada yada yada. Do you find that like you, you've worked with bussers, wait staff? And then you'll see them, like, you know, you'll see them at other places mm-hmm. that you're talking with. I mean, I've hired people as food runners who became a server. Then we developed them into bartenders. And they could literally be, like, a beverage director now because they got so into it. And they smoke all their own bourbons and do these things where they, they just came. They just needed a summer job. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a – I have a testimonial that someone wrote that was I loved and I was very thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Um that that's how I hired him, and he worked his way up, and that's he has so appreciation cool. for the industry. He says because of me, so uh-huh. that is a great feel. It's just a great feeling, and that's part of it too. Is it's a lot of it's a lot of networking and mm-hmm. knowing who you could trust. Like it's it was great to be able to. Uh, I went to <laughs> I went out. I haven't been out in a while because because I'm a nerd. But I went out on Friday, and uh, we went to Bond Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a grilled cheese there. Shout out to the grilled cheese at Bond Street because you know it's like three bucks, and you and just it's need like the best. Yeah, thing ever. and you just need to eat something. that's there. We were on the Bond Street, the the proper bar side. You know, it's it's good to go in there and hang out because it always gets super. If if you're you know younger than me and want to go you know get crazy with the kids, you know you go in the basement mm-hmm. where everybody's at. But we went from there where obviously the bartender, you know, well, maybe not obviously, but the bartender was like, oh, you got married here. Like, he remembered me. And that's cool to was know. Mike? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then on uh, from there, I went to Watermark. And the same thing, like, I used to DJ there. And I know, you know, the the owner and I, I know the, the bartenders there, the wait staff. And it's it's you appreciate the fact that when you go somewhere, somebody like is like, oh, hey, how's it going? Remembers you mm-hmm. like knows that you're you know there. And I think that's part of you have to have that social networky kind of personality to even be in in the game as far Recognize, as that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, as far as. As far as Asbury Park goes and where it's kind of headed, you know, do you th- it, it's I, I, I think it's going to expand north up Main Street. Do you think that they're like people say they're like we need different stores. You know, there's a lot of restaurants. Do you think that there's room for more bars and restaurants in Asbury Park at this point? Or is it going to be a, pro- a progressive kind of, you know, beyond that Cookman area all the way up? You know, there's there's a lot right there's now. There's a lot. 
Uh, in the wintertime, it's difficult for the restaurants because it's a lot of competition. In the summertime, I was just having this conversation yesterday. Um, in the summertime, it's easier because if you're not local and you're just there for however many days, you just go from one restaurant to the next. You read the menu. If there's a wait, you don't want to stay. You yeah. go to the next one. In the winter, it's competition. Like, And it doesn't matter if they serve completely different food than you. It's still your competition mm-hmm. because the pool is so much smaller yeah. when the restaurant's... Yeah. There's not there's a lot of you know, slim They slim. need to put some business this is my opinion. They need yeah. more businesses, they need more foot traffic, they need people who wanna go out for lunch, like mm-hmm. law offices, doctors' offices, things like that to um, keep these restaurants going. Like a lot of them will shut down for a month or shut yeah. down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and they're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it really eventually over time I think the city is gonna grow to the point where everything's thriving, everything's fine, mm-hmm. but it's difficult in the winter for it's, them right it's now. It's so funny. Like uh, my uh, my my dad, my father in law will be like, "Asbury Park, what, what are you doing hanging out? Like it's it's done." And I'm like, I'm like, no, it's when's the last time you've been? Yeah, there? like I'm like, just drive through it. You know, it's funny because I was having this conversation with my dad, and I'm like, Dad, we're sitting in Brando's right now. Like, it, it we're in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. This is part of it. Like you drive around. Like the 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 house the value of the houses has gone up. There's more businesses here. Money from New York is is being invested in this in this town. It's like happening. Um, do you find or you know not to single anybody out, but have you seen restaurants that even in the summer like they should be getting at least the fallout and they're not even getting business? And it's like why aren't these restaurants that it's it's the summer everywhere's packed and this place has. I like, mean, there's sometimes there's places where I'm like, oh. I didn't know that was there. When did that open? And then I'm like, how did I not know this? How can restaurants avoid that happening? I mean, you have to market yourself and get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Asbury's com- a community. They help each other. I don't see why there can't be more cross marketing, even in between the restaurants. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think Cardinal does a great job. So shout out to Cardinal. Yeah. Um, with getting. Uh, chefs in and doing like pop-up dinners mm-hmm. and things like that um, if you can chefs can go anywhere and do pop-up dinners they don't have to do them mm-hmm. just in your restaurant so if there's an like you could work with another company it could be in another town mm-hmm. you can do that kind of do stuff. like a pop-up where you know uh, you find a different space or do like something where it's off hours in their restaurant like how, how would how would a pop-up well, Cardinal does it because Cardinal is breakfast and lunch, mm-hmm. and then they do pop-up dinners. Oh. Um, uh, they did one for Modine, which is at uh, 601 Madison right now. It's the new restaurant in mm-hmm. town, and it's um, like southern – I don't want to. I don't really know much about it. It's so like I don't Southern really want to yeah. say. It. I don't want people it's, to like take me. It's for the my owners word. of Tallulah's Correct. open that. Yeah. yeah, it's like Southern comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a few appetizers, delicious, nothing mm-hmm. bad to say. But they did a pop up dinner. I think like two weeks before they opened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my parents went to it. That's how I knew about it. But Cardinal promoted it, so it's like all cross promotion. And Cardinal has nothing to do with Tallulah's. So do they promote it like in like like the Tri City News, like newspapers? Like where do how do you get the word out to let people know? I think, I mean, yes, in the newspapers, mm-hmm. Instagram is a tool, mm-hmm. and like almost everyone has it. Everyone's on it. Um, and that's it's like free it's like it, if restaurants exactly. aren't doing it and you could pay for a f- few bucks for the advertisements uh-huh. and then it goes everywhere it's, so and I've I've 
obviously done it and it's it's ama- like I've, I've even done it when I was DJing and I had people show up I had this one table of people like going nuts and I'm like I'm like you know what where are you guys from because they came up to talk to me and they're like oh we saw it on Facebook and it was because I targeted a certain audience that I like music certain music they they actually saw it so it does it does work yeah, you can bring people social media marketing is yeah. like um, if restaurants aren't doing that, it's 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 such a, it seems kind of simple where you have a restaurant, to, you you're making a new special, just take a picture of it and then boom, you're done. It's and like think of all. Um, I wish I could say I'm not a millennial, but I think I fall into that category, I, I even think, though I don't, I'm uh-huh. not that good with that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> think of all like the 16 year old 17 like uh-huh. what they do on their phones and probably know way more than we do about the social media uh-huh. they all work in the restaurants yeah make them do it yeah exactly like, oh yeah like use your they, staff to yeah. wow see so servers servers get paid like 213 an hour because uh-huh. they get tips yeah give them five bucks okay here you go five bucks an hour Boom. make sure you post four things this week make sure like when uh, during your shifts like and it's they like a, know the hashtag game. They know everything. Wow. So use – wow. It's like you have a little marketing team right there. at your disposal. Yeah. Wow. See? That's why people got to work with Diana Marie right there. Hashtag Wobble Wedges. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to talk about Wobble Wedges just for one minute. Um, also, um, from last week, people were commenting – um, and then we didn't we didn't get to it. Usually, if, if there is anyone ca- commenting, usually we just go back to it at the end and see what people say, if they have any questions, whatever. Um, but uh, when <laughs> when we were first working together, and I, I don't know how we got on the wobble wedges. Maybe because when I go to I, a restaurant, it drives me friggin' nuts. I probably went on one of my rants. Like, I feel like I'm, like, you know, on a pirate ship or something. I'm like, why... First of all, the the waiter should take care. Like it shouldn't even I, nothing should be wobbling. Correct. I mean, I maybe I should be wobbling when I'm walking out, but while I'm in there, I shouldn't be like you know sitting at a wobbly table. It's like my one of my number one pet peeves. And I I believe uh, so you were telling me somebody some some genius came up with wobble wedges. Mm-hmm. It's just this little little tiny device. Yeah, it's probably like. An inch wide, two inches long. And it's a wedge. Mm-hmm. And it works. It's better than a matchbook. It's better than a stack of napkins. It, it's Coasters. It's, what else have I seen? Uh, I've seen the weirdest thing. And you should tables. never, you shouldn't, like, I'm the dude that's like, I'll be, I'll be like leaning down, fixing the table. Lauren will be, eyes will be rolling out of her head because I'm, I'm trying to get the table perfect. But I mean, they, they make these little simple devices called wobble wedges that'll just fix this that Mm -hmm. that any restaurant should know about and and fix that stuff yeah and the servers well managed and trained (laughs) servers (laughs) should be checking their stations before they even start so they should know if they're there you go look at that see they're great they come in every color yeah the clear is my favorite because then you can't even tell that they're there Uh um but they should be checking their stations. If their table's wobbly, they should be fixed before the doors even open, before mm-hmm. they even start getting their table. Um, as a server, I used to keep them in my apron uh-huh. in case, because you know when you sit down and you people get comfortable and they yeah. move things around. So if I got to a table, I would kind of always touch it because uh, just to I'm see, neurotic. <laughs> and to see. And then if it was moving, I would fix it. And right then and there, it's like, oh, over 20% tip. Like, people need to think those things through. Mm-hmm. Like, And, and I try to train people to be that way, but you can't hold their hand the whole time. So you train them, you give them my advice, I do those things, they do what they don't. And that's kind of like talking to about when you go into a place. I mean, you'll go in and sit there and just order food. 
right? You'll go in there and and sit down and see everything. I mean, I can't help but have you ever seen Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? You should watch that movie. It's it's a classic. Yeah, first I don't of all, know if I, have. I mean, he's basically like a restaurant consultant. Sorry. You know, oh, you gotta you gotta see it. But he goes in and he he he. I mean, I love Patrick Swayze, so you know, I'm gonna watch the movie A and B. It's it's a it's a cinematic feat. But he goes in and he just scans the whole place, the whole bar, and you kind of do the same thing. You'll go in and just take mental note? Do you have a notepad out? Like, how do you... Um, mental notes, and I use my phone. Because if mm-hmm. I have a notepad out, then some, th- something's up. They know something's going on. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. if you use your phone, sending text messages, it doesn't, uh-huh. you can't really tell what it is. It, is the there only a- thing I know about Roadhouse, sorry, because uh-huh. now I'm thinking of Peter Griffin. There's an episode where he's like, Roadhouse, and he just like... <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. That's all I know about Roadhouse. <laughs> well, you definitely have to check it out. It's okay. definitely a movie any restaurant consultant should should reference because it, it I think it goes over a lot of tenants. There's a l- little more violence than I think you know you'd want to you know use when you're working with a restaurant, but it definitely you know touches on some key key topics. Okay. Do you, do you find that is there any things that whenever you go into a restaurant um, and see that they're doing that there's there's these basic or main things that stick out that a lot of restaurants are doing that that would be like a fix or something that could save them you know potentially you know a lot of money what i notice a lot um if i go out for dinner and i'm actually trying to pay attention mm-hmm. like to what's going on because i i've told you before if i need to have a conversation if i'm going out with a friend i need to have my back to whatever's going on around me because you'll if you'll i'm just be staring facing at it. it and mm-hmm. i'm trying to talk to you i'm not really giving you my full you get like maybe 30% of my attention. Uh-huh. Um, so if I'm there to watch and discover and see what's going on, what I notice a lot is manager's presence on the floor. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge for a restaurant to have. And um, I think the more the manager's on the floor and involved and knows what's going on, the more the staff respects them and the more you'll start seeing that dance happen. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of restaurants where a manager never comes and checks on your table. I don't even see one going on. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about like, oh, here's a $5 burger and leave. I'm talking like places that have $36 entrees. Mm-hmm. And you want to see that. You want to have that rapport. Like you want to feel cool. Oh, the manager's coming. And talk to <laughs> I mean, people, that's how people feel. And I want like, them coming over. I don't want them coming over too much, no, but I want them just coming once, over. Or even just making eye contact uh-huh. is one thing. Like with one person at a table, if you're in deep conversation, no one's going to interrupt you. But if you make eye contact and you walk by just to see how the table is, they'll stop you if they need something. If they don't, you continue on your mm-hmm. way. But that is something that I have been seeing a lot more lately and I'm surprised about because mm-hmm. at a young age I was trained like floor players presence is number one. Do you think okay, and you know, just to kinda wrap it up or whatever, but do you think now we're going into the season, you know, it's it's getting to be that summertime. If if there's any issues, obviously they should be tackled immediately, but do you think that you know, there's a certain cutoff point or is now the time where restaurants should really be considering the summer? Like, when does the summer rush? Is it is it Memorial Day weekend? Like, when does the rush start to, to happen around here? Um, I mean, you were even saying earlier the St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. You're right. It's like something subconsciously where people think the weather's getting warmer. Uh-huh. Um, 
you'll start seeing it from then on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's definitely something at that point that if there if there is any issues, they should be addressed before it gets crazy. Well, when the slow season is there, that's when you take the time to really sit down and be like, what could we have done better? What did we do great? What can we expand on? Mm-hmm. Um, this worked for us great this month. Maybe let's try that again this day. Mm-hmm. Or those like during the... T- Downtime mm-hmm. is what I'll call it. Is when you should really be focusing on those things. And this is, you it's know, not time for you to go. Well, yes, you can go on vacation because you worked your butt off, but it's not time to like sit back and be like, "Well, there's nobody here. Uh-huh. I'm bored. Like, <laughs> let me play with my phone." Like, uh-huh. you should always be constantly coming up with new things, new ways to get people in, fix problems, and bring in Diana Marie to, to yeah. help help you out. Um, I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking You're about all these wonderful welcome. things. Um, promise me that you'll watch Roadhouse, first of all. <laughs> I thank probably you. will today. All is right, it on good. Netflix? <laughs> um, I think it is. Either Hulu or Netflix. It's, it's out there. If it's not, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get you my copy. Um, again, uh, what was your Instagram? HBIC. That's right. Diana Marie. HBIC Diana Marie um, by DianaMarie.com. And thank you, thank you, Ming. Uh, thank you, Ming. That was fun. I love, I love hearing about this stuff. <laughs> cool. Thank you. <laughs>